Camurray. See if your level is appropriate. I named our last episode the sexual awakenings of a schoolboy. Uh, you had said the sexual awakenings of a fourth grader at the end of the show. Yeah. But I didn't want to make that the title. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, Even though schoolboy is the same thing, but it sounds less offensive. Yeah. Well, you don't put that eight-year-old age range the reason why we went down that road is because we were talking about the nintendo xbox stuff and we were like <laughs> mommy and daddy sure are fucking a lot <laughs> <laughs> but i couldn't make that the title either right so there's a lot of uh sidestepping yeah. that tiptoeing around the title hey welcome back it's <laughs> games gonna ride podcast it's a little behind the scenes action at the top there for you oh we're gonna cut that out in post i don't think so no why would we <laughs> i don't know anything i'm brian garthoff you're mike burdett you're matt hazlett konnichiwa yes. this is episode 158 konnichiwa that's a lot of episodes we made it um yeah yeah it is uh <laughs> um i only have four games this week and how many games you got? I mean, technically zero. You have one. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, like, I mean, I can talk a little bit about the stuff I have been playing. Yeah, I mean, that's I could just keep adding a little bit more. That's I know the podcast we've done for 150 yeah, episodes. So I have like 1.2 games. Okay, so. well then I'll just get a couple of fling a couple bugs out early because most of mine are rehashes as well. Yeah, so. Let's get to it. Put it in your rehash pipe. Mm-hmm. And suck on it. Um, <laughs> uh, first, I played some more uh, Dead Cells. They put that big update out, and I think I like it much more now. It seems like every time I stop and play it, I'm getting more shit out of it. Um, it seems like easier to have runs that yield... Uh, more cells, and it also seems like maybe the cost of some stuff is a little less that's um, the, uh, prohibitive. That's the right way to go with an update. Yeah, make it better. So it's actually a substantial. Change. Oh, it was a fucking huge. Update. It's like an actual game yeah. shifting I, I update. Mean, I mean, I've I've read a lot about it, but yeah, um, I just you know, there can be a huge change log, and then yeah, what it actually translates to in terms of how the game feels can be a different story. Right. Absolutely. But they, they actually restructured a lot of shit now too. So in the first level, um, if you would like rush through it to get to the speed room. Um, you can still do that or you can stay in fight guys and get rewarded for doing it that way too. And I had gotten in the habit of just rushing through to find the speed room. Oh, looks like I was in the middle of something. Um, just because I, um, 
I wanted to get those extra like cells in the canister and whatever. Yeah. You know um, what's crazy? I'm watching you play this right now and it seems a lot more manageable on a TV. I've only played it handheld on the Switch so far. Oh yeah. Dude, so I that way might better be part, on that TV. might be part of my problem because sometimes I'm just like kind of squ- it's like uh you know, everything's really small and there's a lot of little fine details in this game, especially so, with enemy tells and stuff. Yeah, now when um you get to the like in between levels um you have the two minute speed door in the first one and then that there'll always be a speed door there and then you have another one for defeating enemies without taking damage um then you have your upgrade boy um and he won't let you through until you spend all your cells so cells here but then it also just seems like there was more shit like i'm finding more blueprints like every time I have a run, I've I've been finding blueprints. Oh, instead of having to grind forever and not make any progress. Yeah. So it just seems like uh, the progression has gotten better and it's better paced in that way. Um, they changed a lot of the mutations and stuff now, so it is different. I heard they were they're incentivizing different mutations now or something. Um. Yeah. And then the, I think they removed the one that did like grenade cooldowns and shit. But it just seems like I find more stuff, and that is a good thing. And they're now like because in the second level there would always be like the spot where you drop down to find the uh, speed door, and now that is gonna like lead to like a chest or something different. Um, I actually had one of my better runs, and then um, died because I got the curse door right before the end of the level, not knowing that uh, I was gonna get hosed and have to fight a boss while cursed. Um, oh yeah, that's a terrible yeah. turn of events. And that's happened to me twice. So I'm um, not a big fan of the curse chest, but I always feel like I'm gonna take it. You know? I almost never take it. But uh yeah, it seems uh super cool. I um I'm enjoying things. And more stuff pops out of dudes too. I would say like more gems. Um it just seems like I'm getting like further along to unlocking some of that um later stage shit like the the fifth part of the health flask and all that and then maybe maybe i'm getting more cells maybe i'm not but um it feels like i'm getting more or maybe you're just getting better too um i think i'm basically playing about the same level but um i don't know it just seems like i'm getting more shit out of runs like i'm having less empty runs right now i'm not really trying to avoid damage because i don't really give a fuck um because i'm just playing this while you guys are here and while we're potting um but it's cool i like it i like the stuff and i'm pretty sure they i mean they added a ton of shit um that i couldn't even go over but like i've i've gotten like um an amulet that like gives you a an extra jump i think um and so like it just seems to be like a lot of cool shit that i'm discovering now uh that i was not discovering before so i'm enjoying the dead cells a little bit sweet uh huh. Um, another tiny one that I have. I played, um, a little more. Well, actually, a lot more. Forza Horizon Four got back into that. It's one of my favorite games from last year, and the last Forza Horizon before that was one of my favorites. So, um, I went around to collect a lot of the bonus boards. I was crashing boards. There's always stuff to do in that game. I was Dennis Rodman. 
I've, Cross those boards. I've ignored all that stuff just doing because ra- I like doing the races. Like, yeah, well, yeah, duh. I like. But I imagine. <laughs> I, I, I imagine. You I, I imagine if I played like ten more hours of it, I'd be like, all right, let's see what these boards are finally. And just, uh, I like I was, um, bar games where you can finds. do that, yeah. where it's like there's enough game here just doing the normal stuff that like I can do that, but it's like, but there's also other optional shit. I yeah, like I've picking a race. I like picking a race on the other side of the world map and then going to that spot and then along the way I pick up whatever boards or uh, speed traps or like stunt areas I find. Um, Now I'm at the point where there's like 35 boards of the 200 left. Um, And uh, some of them are like on fucking roofs. So you have to like find a nearby spot to fucking launch your ass off of. Um, and then I kept like, I hit a couple like big fucking like cash prizes with their wheel spins. Cause I had one earlier today that was 120,000. And then the last time I had one that was 180,000 followed by one that was like 50,000. And so I just got a bunch of fucking money there, but I'm still having trouble with the, like the super elite cars. Um, like I'm just like losing races for the like S1 or S2. Oh, because it's so hard to because you're going so fast. Because you're going so fucking fast. You have to be really good. I so I, I much prefer like C class. I'm doing yeah. I'm sticking to uh, like I'm consistently getting first in anything B and under, and then A is actually like right at the perfect challenge point where it's like first through third is where I finish. So. Um, unless I, I mean, then that's with like rewinding when I horribly fuck up. Too. You you really have to be perfect at those. And you know what? The rewind mechanic is such a welcome feature for me because it totally eliminates the biggest problem of racing games yeah. where you fuck up two laps into it and then mm-hmm. you're like, well, that's fucked. Then I guess I got to restart the fucking whole race. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, I could just redo these last 10 seconds really quick and be back on track. Yeah. If that was there for our entire youth, like then I would have probably played racing games right. a lot longer. Cause, Cause that's the biggest, the <laughs> biggest turnoff of racing games is like, you know, it, it really just turns into like, well, I got to fucking restart. This you thing. keep fucking up on the last lap and then, yeah. um, you know, no, nobody likes repeating content multiple times in a row. Mm-hmm. That's like the biggest, for me at least, the biggest bummer about a video game is if, which is I think why I bounce off the Dark Souls games and shit after like 10 hours, mm-hmm. because repeating the same content over and over again, when you already know what you did wrong, yeah, and like having to do a bunch of like invest even five extra minutes to get back to the point mm-hmm. is like, just seems like I'm wasting my life. Yeah. You know, I get it. Um, this map is cool though. Like I will say, like I think overall I prefer the world in Forza horizon three a little more. It's uh Australia and this one is, uh, you know, fucking what great UK. Great Britain. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I'm thinking about getting that their DLC, that Fortune Island. Yeah, um, it's kind of funny how in the campaign they like. I got to a point in the campaign where it's like, they're like, oh, and we've unlocked the the island for you, and it, the, yeah, and they like fast travel you to the gate, yeah, and then and like if you drive forward, it gives you the option to buy it. Mm-hmm. It's like the game in the campaign takes you to the DLC and then gives you a screen and asks you to buy it. Yeah. It's like... They, well, it launches the, the trailer for the DLC. Yeah, yeah. It plays yeah. a trailer. It's really... I was like, this is some bullshit. Like, I don't mind you know, that there's DLC or like if it's in a menu or something, but to take me when I'm in the camp, like doing the campaign itself and be like, by the way, 
take three minutes of your time. We're going to advertise the campaign to you. They're the <laughs> DLC to you. Like, this just seems so fucking egregious. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I agree. And then I also kind of, because it's a racing game, I don't care. Yeah, you know? sure. But it's, it's still like, I, I was confused at first whether, because I'm playing it on Games Pass. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, do I have the DLC? Why is it, mm-hmm. why are they showing me all the DLC right now? you know not e- like halfway through the campaign mm-hmm. it's not like i got to the end of the campaign and they're like but here's there's more they were like all right we've unlocked springtime for you but <laughs> <laughs> and, and then and then they give me their pitch to like buy their dlc yeah. like, like wait yeah i basically just am out of the tutorial baby mode shit mm-hmm. and starting to drive good yeah <laughs> this i mean seems weird it is a little weird. It's, it's, I guess it was probably different if you bought it before the DLC came yeah. out. I guess I, I'm coming to it late. but mm-hmm. And also because that game's menus are all like baked within the game. Yeah. So. I, that That's actually, my only complaint about it is I don't, I don't like the menus and I don't like the map in that game. I like the map. I don't, I can see the menu thing because especially now it seems like there's so many options. So sometimes like I'm like hunting down for something and then, like, the whole, like, house thing, like, I kind of like, but then I kind of don't care. Like, it's just another way to, like, waste your in-game money. Um, I, well, I guess my, well, my biggest gripe with the map is that there isn't a fast travel except for to a house that you've already bought for a ton of money. And then you have to spend money to fast travel where it's, like, a lot of times I know what part of the map I want to be in. And, like, you know, it doesn't take long to drive across the map. But if you're, if you're, if you're going to the same area over and over again, you'll find yourself just driving the same roads over and over again. So mm-hmm. then you are just repeating content, you know, where it's like y- you get to know the map pretty well because you know, from where your house is at, you're like, Oh, I guess I'll drive this part of the map again where I wish I, I wish there was just a list where I could select races sometimes. Cause I, all I feel like doing is racing or like practicing, you know, I kind of disagree with that just cause I think the open world is so good in this. Um, and also because they do put enough shit like inside it to where it's, it's just it's, like it's not it's not that I think it's bad it's just that th- there totally is times where I want to fast travel. There's something going on with my game right now though, because not only A little frame rate chugging there. No, it's uh like something happened when I started this. It's because I can't pause it, <laughs> and I'm also not getting any skill points right now. If oh, you notice, it also seems like your Xbox took a long time to turn on. But I don't know if that's just I just I don't have the X. I have the the regular one. Yeah, I don't know. No, something's going on with Forza right now. This is interesting. I've oh, their servers this. are fucked up or something. No, I don't think so. It's just, just like, like the bug. game, like, yeah, there w- there's some glitch. It's like it's like it just because lo- I, I literally can't pause the game. It's right like now. it loaded you into an instance, but then didn't load anything else about the world. Huh. It, yeah, because look, you're not seeing any of the like you would be seeing. You, there's no UI, but besides be the map shit. and the you don't have the UI turned off right now. No, and I don't have. I yeah. don't have like control of <laughs> of, of the menu, the in- pause menu. <laughs> Yeah, it's super weird. Um, wow. So I'm just going to restart it in the background. But I don't really even need to play it right now. I just love that fucking game. Dude, it's um, very good. And, and, you know, my gripes about not being able to fast travel on the map are like, you know, if I would take points off, those would both be like point one points, you know. Like, also, you know. I started really uh, investing in the perks for each car. Um, See, that's something I would like to get into because 
it seems impenetrable when you're not even good at the game yet, you know, because mm-hmm. you don't know exactly what you want from cars. But that's kind of the cool thing is that like they're not all the same. So it's kind of just like, oh, what's this car come with? And then you start fucking around with it. And then like the only one, the only reason why I wouldn't do it is if I had like an absolute favorite car, I'd want to bank all my points just to save up because the final skill is like 25 points and all the other ones are five or less. Yeah. And like you can get a good amount of skill points if you just fuck around in the world and like build up skill chains and shit like in the in between, which I do all the time. Like you can, if you just like took um, like all the time while you were playing, if you're playing the game for like an hour or whatever, and in between races just like racked up a skill chain every time, like you could get a fuck that you could farm like perks and shit. So like yeah. there's always like a carrot dangling out there, you know, for you to reach out and grab. Um, it's kind of amazing how the onboarding to like uh, understanding how to play it well works because like when I first started the game, I was so garbage at it mm-hmm. and I'm still kind of confused about how to do better, but I got better somehow. Mm-hmm. Like nothing is explained about it really. You just all feel. It's mm-hmm. all based on feel and like visual. Um, but, you know, the more you play it, you slowly do find yourself getting better and I don't know exactly, what, like, it's not a mechanic thing where I'm thinking in my head, I need to do this, this, and this. It mm. just, like, comes to you naturally yeah. in a weird way. I think it's just kind of reflex and, like, you kind of, you just get the experience and, like, learn how you need to take corners. And then also, like, just having the ability to be like, oh, I don't don't like this fucking car, like, give me something else. Like, Because yeah. there's still certain, like, vehicles that, like I said, when I... I get in the S1 or S2 is like, I'm like, Jesus, I'm all over the fucking road. And then me trying to play with that fucking wheel is like a whole other, it's like playing a different game. Do you use the wheel most of the time or just? No, I haven't been, but I, the, me playing it today, I was like, I'm going to use the wheel to play this tomorrow. So, yeah, because Do like, you find it easier with the wheel. Um, so no, because the wheel doesn't have the four speed, l- like it goes, there's that. And it also just goes all the way to the left, all the way to the right. So if I'm like whipping it and then I want to whip opposite direction, it's not like a car where I can like give it that full like rotation. It's just left or right. It's just left or right. And so it kind of fucks me up. That seems weird. Yeah. I never really thought about that. Do they make wheels that it is? They totally make wheels that do, but that's like $250. Right. And this wheels like was like a hundred bucks because i was like oh, i've never had a racing wheel and it it's cool it actually the wheel i have is like pretty but nice that's why people spend the extra but money that's why because then it's like it, it's, it does it's have force like, feedback it's, and, like, and it's like driving a real car like mm-hmm. it feels the same as you know you might rotate it one and a half times to yeah and then when you think about that shit it's like oh no wonder all those are fucking expensive because like if you have a force feedback and, a, and an entire fucking steering wheel and shit you know and it has it's basically a real steering wheel at that yeah. point you know yeah we're close to it right yeah with so, right, shittier materials probably but, mm-hmm. and double airbags but it but it works the same yeah you know, it's the same um mechanics inside there yeah so that's, i haven't been using that that's I've, crazy i really never th- i never thought of because even at the um arcade and shit those sit down racing games mm-hmm. they were the same way like it yeah. doesn't turn all the way yeah and uh you know I, I don't think i've played one of those since i could drive a real car though so i yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, so does it like trip up your headspace when you're doing it? Because you're like, if I you play in first person, right? When you're doing the using the wheel, I was experimenting with it, but I was not 
um because you can't see consistently yeah like i usually i don't play in any angle but the like this one slightly pulled back one that's the one i use yeah yeah. because i especially you you have that like arrow on the ground and like you can see the turns coming up it just seems like so much easier but like so i don't play with that first person for the wheel which maybe i should um, but I, I feel like it would be easier if you had view. the wheel that rotates all the way because then you wouldn't need the guide arrow so much. Yeah, it just take, like. it takes so much away from the experience. I feel like. Yeah. Um, it's, not, it's, not like a, it's, it's not like you have a VR helmet on or something. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't know what's going on right now. I'm having that same issue again. Is your uh, maybe your internet's fucking up or something? Well, I don't think that has anything to do with that. But anyways, um, yeah, I like Forza Horizon Four. Uh, it's a good ass game. I'll probably play it with the wheel, and then I. Uh, and then for uh, <laughs> Forza Horizon uh, Five, you'll uh, have upgraded to the better wheel because you're a monster and you can't stop yourself. Maybe I I don't know about all that. I don't know if I'm that deep enough to be like two hundred fifty dollar driving wheel. Here I come. The I think the pedals would be make more of a difference to me in making it feel natural. Though. Well, I got pedals. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. How does how is that? Much more intuitive than using triggers with yeah. your fingers, probably, right? Yeah, it is, but I have mine hooked up to a TV tray. <laughs> yeah. And then some people have, like, their own, like, fucking custom setup. I instantly saw, like, how, like, this is, like, a deep, like, hole to go You're like, well, if I'm going to get the, if I'm going to get the pedal board, then I'm going to have to get the, the mount for like, it. Like, let me it. get a custom chair and if while I get, I'm at it. If I, I get, mean, get like, the mount, I'm going to have to get a chair that fits it. And if yeah. I'm going to get a chair that fits it, I might as well get the, the brackets to connect the whole thing together. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> um, what have you been playing, Michael? Um, not too much, as previously indicated, but... Um, Indicate I, otherwise. I uh, played more Apex Legend. I've been, obviously, doing that. The uh, old uh, monkey leg. Yeah, the old monkey leg. Monkey shakes, as I like to call it. The, I don't call it that. The stanky leg. Uh, don't want to be your monkey leg. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I uh, love it. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I've won a couple more games. I uh, yelled at a few more people. Civilians. Yeah. Um, don't play that game if you're just going to go off by yourself. Play something fucking else that has a solo mode. You fucking idiot. Um, also, stop dropping right underneath the fucking uh, underneath right underneath the fucking plane. Stupid. Everyone is there, and you get shot immediately. Stop doing that. It is not fun to drop into someone and get shot in the face before you know what's going on. I don't know why anyone does that in any of those games. To me, it is the worst experience, like part of that experience. Um, and I've been running into a lot more of it lately. Also, uh, not to keep complaining, and these are all complaints, not even as you can tell about the game, but people in the game. Of course. Um, if you're going to jump somewhere like really close... Don't fucking wait to do it because the, everyone else has already jumped. So guess what? If you go somewhere they all have and guns. 10 people have already landed there, yeah. you probably shouldn't be landing there. Because even if they haven't picked up very good gear, they're taking all the gear anyway. So it's just like... Uh, I don't understand like why it's not that hard of a concept. So anyway, other than that though, I had like I said, I won a couple more games. Have come in like second and third, and I, I'm pretty consistent. Like I, it took, I can feel myself definitely getting better at it. Okay. It took me probably like twenty four to twenty five levels to really feel like, hey, I'm getting better at this. 
but I think we talked a little bit about it last week. It's kind of like laying your base down of like, all right, now I know what guns and attachments and scopes I like and what areas I like and where to go and how to manipulate the circle and so on and so forth. Um, so, yeah. There is still, like with any shooter, stuff that goes on where I have no idea, A, how you are dealing as much damage as you are to me, or B, how you are taking as much damage from me as you are. But that's every shooter. Uh, I just don't get it sometimes. Especially mm-hmm. one where it pops up numbers and you're telling me how much damage I'm dealing uh, with evidence. So if I pop like 60, 60, 60, 90, and somehow you're still alive... Okay, I don't understand how that is possible. That seems like... I mean, not everyone can have a gold fucking helmet and armor at all times. So, other than that, it's, you know, the same old... They haven't really updated too much lately. I got a free skin for having Amazon Prime. Uh, There's like a... Because with Amazon Prime, you get Twitch Prime. And there's a Twitch Prime skin that I got for free. Hmm. Oh, that was one thing I wanted to show you guys in Forza. I have a Santa Claus outfit now. Oh. And a red beanie and like red John Lennon glasses. I like, I have the Santa Claus outfit too. And I have uh, my Pokemon Christmas car that I drive around in. Ah, nice. It's got, uh, it's got Vaporeon and Jolteon and uh, Pikachu all wearing Santa hats. Hell What's, yeah. Uh, what dance do you have going currently for me? I just switched my dances. Um, my new one. One of them's called Freestyle, and he's just kind of going crazy. The other one, fuck, I forget what it was. It's insane, though. It's I really have, ridiculous. I have my dude does the, he holds his ear like he's got a headphone on and pretends he's doing DJ spins. Ah, nice. And it's actually, <laughs> it's that thing of like, you know, um, Dark Side of the Moon, Wizard of Oz, where whatever song is playing, it actually lines up. When oh, he's okay. Doing it. So it looks like he's actually what's, grooving to what's it. What's the dance called where you're like this, and you're like kicking out your legs side to side? Like you're like this, you know what I'm saying? Like you're pulling on some reins, like a jig kind of. Yeah, jig. Like yeah. the like the Pennywise dance. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's yeah. what he does now. Oh, okay. I like that dance. Yeah. Yeah. Better watch it. Pennywise gonna sue them. But right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is in Fortnite, so. Yes, indeed. Um, um, but yeah, so just more. Some more ape leg. Yeah. Indeed. I really like that game. Uh, Matt Hazel, what's your quick boy you got? Uh, yeah, I I wasn't here last week, so I I got Toe Jam and Earl, but I only ah. I only really played like three quarters of the tutorial world, and then I turned it off, and then I just haven't had time to get back to it. But it's cool, I like it. It's uh, I'm Mikey. I'm sure you talked about it last week. Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool. It's very interesting and unique. I um, beat the tutorial. Actually, started playing through the regular map. Um, and it's actually pretty tough like i die I game over a couple times that's crazy because mm. i feel like it's an easy nothing game so far well, the tutorial it kind of doesn't prepare you for the fucking what you're going to run into next because going through the normal level levels first off like you the machine like the ship parts are not nearly as frequent like sometimes you'll go through like three levels that and, don't oh, have them yeah it feels like in the tutorial every single level has a ship part yeah it's it'll be like three on one off for that because yeah. i think i ended up being in world like 13 was when i finished it okay whereas now i'm in like world 20 and i have i think seven oh, of ten parts and there, there's like a random generated mode too right yeah which i have unlocked but i'm doing the fixed mode right now sure. and then i'm gonna go through that but like i said like a, i think i have seven of ten and i I haven't played it since then. They probably yeah. make the fixed mode hard enough um, just to prepare you for whatever bullshit you're going to run into in the sure. regenerated one. 
But yeah, and uh, that's crazy. What character are you playing as? Earl. That's the big one, right? The yeah. Yellow. Guy. Are you playing as current Earl or old school Earl? Uh the current one. Okay, I think that's who I played with. Through is he the one that can eat bad food? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure I played as him as him on my first go around as well. I thought about doing the old school one, but I have I didn't really play that game, so I have no nostalgia for it. And I said, you know what? We'll go with the current. We'll go with the game I'm playing's model. Yeah. And so I mentioned it last week, but I really like his whoa when he gets close to stuff. Yeah. It oh. sounds really good. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know He's exactly what you He's got that super deep about. voice. When he like, gets to the edge. Yeah, like the yeah. ledge and you almost jump off. Yeah. Like, whoa. Yeah, that, game, really... that game's fucking weird. <laughs> it's just it like, is. It's very weird. It's like you run around like... Uh, to find like different wizards and stuff and you're yeah. like you're like running you're but it's like old homeless men dressed like wizards that you're looking for and then like you're running away from like i don't know like pharaohs or something and then you're like you can like hide in sunflowers but only sunflowers and like you search houses for cakes yeah and you're like design like the game is designed not even really designed to fight the enemies is you're just like lumbering away from them slowly and certain presents that you use would like make you have to stop every three steps so enemies that's that's how like they fuck you oh yeah the other one because the one's like root beer it makes you burp yeah yeah that's exactly what i'm thinking of and And then there's like the the hula lady that will make you yeah she makes you slow down and start hula dancing but then so will the enemies when they get close so it's like pretty funny it's just like two hula hooping madmen trying to chase each other yeah yeah it is a fucking weird ass game yeah it's fucking weird right did you get it on switch as well yeah i figured if i'm gonna get a roguelike i might as well get it on something i can play um you know while i watch tv yield switch yeah um all right uh i'll give my final two here uh one's a BriOS update <clears throat> nice BriOS. uh last week i mentioned and purchased on the podcast rebel inc it's made by the same people who made plague inc yeah um rebel inc is like one where you're fighting insurgents on an overworld map and you have to like uh work the government and the civilians and manage those meters as well it's decent it's cool it was two bucks um if you played plague inc um you'd probably like rebel inc okay i think plague inc is better because it's just got a better theme to it um but the rebel one's not bad um i did a couple successful easy runs and then like every time you beat it um you unlock an advisor and then it makes it slightly better uh for your next run then you do slightly better unlock another advisor there's like six advisors mm-hmm. and then you try it on normal and then you unlock the second map and that's how you progress through that game and i'm not super into like playing the same thing over and over and over again so i'll probably play a couple times on the second map and then maybe give it a few more goes but uh, i mean it kind of peters out a little bit um there's a few wrinkles like in there like some of the win conditions are you losing support um Mm -hmm. because the people turn against you okay and then also uh your forces can become corrupt and fuck you over there's also some like rng shit where you have like events that are like your actions have a percentage that like, oh, this could have like a big backlash or not. Right. Or you get like you can authorize airstrikes and then if you kill civilians, like you have to like choose to cover it up or like publicly apologize and stuff like that. And so um, 
it's neat. It's a neat $2 mobile game. Um, but it's not like, I don't know, I think Plague Incorporator is cool. And I just wanted to get it because they said they were going to put anti-vaxxers into Plague Incorporated. And I was like, these people are pretty funny. Yeah. I'll, I'll give them two more dollars for their other game. Right. Um, and it's all right. And uh, then my final game is uh, South Park Fractured Butthole. Uh, I played a little bit more of that today. And uh, it is still very good, very funny. Um, I got to a part where I, as a little boy... Uh, broke into a strip club, twerked on an old man and farted in his face <laughs> and then fought him. That sounds about right. Um, did you do the boss fight of that stage yet? I did the first part that leads up to the boss fight that's right afterwards. So I did the thing with that girl with the bootay oh, the, where she chases you. Yeah, I I died like seven times on that. I could not figure could not get it i got it but it was pretty hairy yeah like, uh i got i got mad at the game at that part because i just kept dying and i was like and then you yeah, have to watch that fucking cutscene over and over, oh, and over. Yeah. Cause i don't think you can skip them or something like i don't know i was fearful that i would die but i didn't i did not so i, I was think I, rem- I think i remember a thing where you you can't skip the cutscene, so i just have to keep watching yeah the fucking thing and so, but I like the Captain Diabetes character. Yeah, I don't know if he's from the show. I'm assuming he is, but yeah. because I haven't been watching the show in years, right? Uh, but it's cool. It's a fun game, and I'm just gonna probably play that so that way I have an RPG out of the way. And plus, I've had that game for like two years. Um, it's very good. Yeah, no, it is good. I was between playing that or RE7 all the way through, and I'm gonna go with that, and then probably. Return to RE7 or do Dishonored 2. I don't know. I have a fuck ton oh, of games. RE7 and Dishonored 2 are both top tier games. Yeah. Dude. So I am, uh, I'm enjoying myself with the, the fractured butthole and uh, it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. So there's a thing where I, I you had to subdue a DJ, so you have to steal a gin and tonic and then you have to like mix disgusting ingredients with it. And so you find. A jar of boogers and cum. Yeah. <laughs> and you mix that in there, and then you find rat shit, and you mix that in there, and then you fart on it, and then give it to him. And it's just like, no other game could get away with this. Like, Nor really could any other show. The, yeah. The, it's, the game is called The Fractured Butthole. Yeah. Broken Asshole. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I will like. Pretty good. I've always, even though I never got into South Park that big, I kind of watched it like when it first, I mean, geez, when it first came out, we were fucking children. Um, I'm a huge fan. My my keychain that my car keys, my uh, my, mm-hmm. my keychain yeah. is a South Park lanyard I bought from G-Thanks at, at the mall, at Chapel Hill Mall in 1999. Nice. Um, but I've always admired that they were just like, like... I don't know. They the, the weird juxtaposition of like we're gonna make some social commentary in some of this is like. Oh, also, I just farted on an old man's face, dude. They're on sale. I think on PlayStation and Switch right now. I think Stick of Truth is fifteen bucks, and that is the one that's made by Obsidian, and then yeah. this one was made by Ubisoft. And that, the combat and actually like game wise, this feels like a better game. Um, it definitely is game wise a better game yeah. but i think but i think the first one the first one was fucking hilarious. Was a better package overall yeah. but the combat in the first one is kind of a snooze fest 
Um, well, but it's just kind of old. Th- they actually add strategy into yeah. the second one a lot more. On yeah, you can get both games on PlayStation for thirty two bucks right now, and I'm pretty sure that exact same deal is out on Switch because uh, Fractured Butthole came out on Switch as well. If the fir- if the Stick of Truth had never came out and Fractured Butthole was the first one people would have talked about that game so i feel like people just blew over that game and didn't talk about it when it came out yeah but totally but if that had been the first one people would have lost their shit about how great it is i mean they're they're fucking great games yeah yeah both of them like i i don't know why i ignored it other than that i have a problem I, i think just all of like the gaming world just kind of ignored that game um because you know the general consensus was yeah it's good Mm-hmm. And, but it didn't really excite anybody, you know. Yeah, because it's you know it's basically it's a it's a fucking eight hour South Park episode or whatever. Actually, I think it, I think the second one's pretty long. Yeah, it's like I'm fifteen remember, hours. If I remember correctly. I don't know how long to beat. It's like sixteen hours. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and they have a bunch of extra shit to do. Oh, I didn't know there was a flash sale today. Um, Mike, you have nothing left. Uh, I'll just throw a couple tiny mans out. Okay, yeah, throw um, a boy or two around. I toss that little boy around. I'm gonna throw a little boy. Uh, little I keep guys? playing Luminous. Obviously, Fuck I can't stop you. playing it. Um, I just like will st- actually probably should st- try to stop playing it in lieu of playing other games. Here, I'll just go on in the background while you go. Oh, it's the uh the song i have and stuck in my head from it is like ah man i forget what it's like the fifth skin in or something but it's uh shake your body shake your body shake your body go to the ground it's like real robotic (laughs) yeah there's like a lady dancing and the color scheme is like purple and silver um yeah that game is obviously really good i've Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't uh, and it is now i'm getting good enough where like every run takes like 25 minutes so it's now it's like all right i'll i'll put a run in here real quick it's gonna take like 15 minutes to a half hour yeah you lose like an hour and a half play because you just wanted to play a few puzzles yeah exactly um i make me want to buy that so bad uh you're talking about that it's it's really good and like playing it on the switch is really good i'm trying to hold out for that ace attorney trilogy i Yes, I want to because I've never played those games, yeah. and those three are apparently like the the best. Yeah, and uh, obviously, I always like having stuff on Switch, and that's like a one of the not rare cases, but it's like where it's like you can't get that on any other system. You know what I mean? Oh, you can. Yeah, I'd, it's coming out on every other system. It's on iOS. It's on 3ds. Wait, it's coming out on like PlayStation and stuff. Yeah, Ace Attorney. Yeah, isn't that a Nintendo game? It's coming out on Xbox, PS4. It's already out on 3DS. It's on iOS, and it's going to be on Switch. It's literally on everything I own in this room. I played the first one on my phone, probably illegally though. I didn't even realize they were putting it on like Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah, Nintendo is like just out there, right? But it seems like I would want to get it on Switch anyway. I think I played a DS emulator version of the first one, and I thought it was really cool, but then what I thought would be a neat five hour experience or something like turned out to be way longer than that. And I kind of jumped off. I played that aviary attorney game, which I think is like a similar type thing where you're like collecting yeah, clues and it's definitely heavily inspired April yeah. 9th, but it's 30 bucks on here and it's so much cheaper on an iPad that I could just get it. on. IPad. Uh, and that, but you do get three like full games, right? Yeah. See, it's all three my thing about it is it is a really neat concept and can be kind of fun. But at least the first one to me was like, 
I I got to I finished like a trial and I was like I thought that that was the game and I'm like that was really cool and then it like kept going so I looked up how far I was and I was like oh I'm not in this for the long haul at sure all. I, I like, can feel that I have like a million games wish listed on Switch for when they go on sale and they never go on sale oh no that's a joke and they're, <laughs> and, and they're, and they're probably fucking ten dollars more expensive than the other consoles dude versions. again I feel like we talk about this all the time but every time like something else happens with Nintendo I'm just like god damn it what dude so they sent the they sent me a birthday thing right yeah and then and then you can only buy like you get like 30 percent off like eight different games and apparently what it's like the you have to claim you have to claim it on your taxes or something so um, (laughs) well first off it took it took me three steps that's a good one three steps to get to it because i had to like set up a secondary account link it this and that and the other thing okay and it's like 18 games. None of them are for Switch. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, I looked it up, and apparently yep. some guy did some research, and it's like 18 of the bottom 20 selling games it's like the, that it's, they still have market. It's, it's like Mass Effect 3 they for really Wii U stick or something. To that. So they're literally using it as a tool to try to push games that nobody wants. Like, literally, they're like, all right, here you go. And it's just like... <laughs> Like it's, I'm actually and more offended that you 30%, went, that you went out of your way. Like that's fine. I if mean, it was thirty percent off of any game, that's like, an awesome like a, coupon. Like a good yeah. game, yeah. But thirty percent off of a game you didn't want in there's the like, first place. There's like, like ten like, games to choose because there was only one I was considering. It was a Fire Emblem game, and it wasn't even the Fire Emblem game that I would get if I were to buy a Fire Emblem game. By the way, Steam World Dig Two on sale. Steam World Dig One two ninety nine on Switch. I might just buy it to have it on Switch. Oh right, yeah. Okay, did so guys, even did you, and the, did, the South Park sale isn't even as good on Switch because they don't have them bundled together. Did you see the the Resident Evil collection thing on Switch? The the yeah. hoopla about so it's Resident Evil Zero and remake and Resident Evil Four are all, coming, all coming to coming Switch, to Switch yeah. but they're thirty dollars a piece. Where there's been multiple times over the years where you could get like Zero and remake alone for like less than ten dollars in a bundle. And when they all launched on PS4 four years ago, they were twenty dollars. Yeah, they're twenty. They're twenty dollars still on PS4 and Xbox. But and so, but, but the Switch version is thirty. But they launched at twenty. No, actually, I think they're fifteen dollars now on PS4. They are because I've been looking at oh. Resident Evil Four a lot. Okay, well, um, well, I think Remake and Zero are fifteen. I could believe that. Yeah. On, on but when they when they launched, all those games were twenty bucks. And they launched on Switch four years later for thirty dollars. Yeah, kind of crazy. Fucking ridiculous. No, and, and you we're know what's paying, what's, what's fucked up is I probably would totally pay twenty dollars to have one of those games on Switch, but thirty dollars is like I already own four. I've already owned that on four different things. I'm not fucking. Hey man, I'm we not gotta, paying thirty dollars. We got to pay Reggie's Wii Wii U tax. No, not Reggie anymore, Mr. Bowser. Oh yeah, that's right. Reggie's out. Well, man, that sucks. I don't want to live in a world where Reggie is not the man no more. Sorry, Reggie went out on top. I mean, I thought that same way about Jack Trenton, but uh, Jack Trenton left out on the the top. And my boy Don Matrick. I did not feel that way about that. (laughs) Xbox. Steve Ballmer. What? Steve Uh, Ballmer was poop. He continues to be poop. Uh, I'm glad Peter Moore is gone. Let's just take a little no, uh, bro, no, businessman hiatus here. No, no, no. Steve Ballmer was Jabba the Hutt, and then Don Matrick was that little bird thing that sits on his shoulder. You know what I mean? Oh, Salacious Crumb? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, who's Boba Fett? Fucking Phil Spencer. Uh, Phil Spencer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone throw him in the Sarlacc. Um, and Leia is Shu Yoshida. Uh, with, oh man, with the with a golden bikini. It's so funny when the like three people out of a thousand understand my PlayStation name. Yeah, <laughs> like how many people can claim they have a Shuhei Yoshida fucking PSN name? That's why, like at first, I was like, "Yeah, PSN name change," just because I'm a guy who likes to change my fucking handles every ten seconds. Sure. But now, the more I've like played, I'm just like, I don't know if I'm ever gonna fucking change this anyway. Yeah. And you guys have obviously talked about how you would never change yours anyway. Well, because ours are just basically your name, like, right? One yeah. of our nicknames that people call us in real right. life. So, do you have a zero in yours? No. It's just Garthoff. Yeah, my okay. Twitter name had a zero. In it. Oh, okay. But everything else um, I've been able to secure just my last name, which is great. Yeah. I mean, I do obviously want the name change for everyone that's like fucking Spider Poison 420 because they fucking made their hot topic Sli- name when they were 16. Slipknot Clown 69. Right. Exactly. Like Puff and Smoke, Take a Toke, fucking 69. Yeah, dude. I just dude, like. <laughs> it's crazy because I have a, like a few nicknames and Mazbags for my PSN account just came so naturally. It was yeah. just like, yeah, it's totally what my Yeah, we've gone to now. Is. I, I don't think I've called you Matt in like f- four years. Uh, Dude, it, it's weird because oh, so most people don't call me Matt. I'll call you by your full name. Yeah, Matt Hazlett. Oh, yeah. Oh, you do do that. Yeah, yeah. But it's weird. Like so, like the people in my band or whatever, when we're on our group text or whatever, they'll be like, "All right, Matt, blah blah blah," and I'll be like, "Ooh, me." because like even at work people call me maze because like right there's another matt there so there's always another matt so when yeah so there's another brian at my work so when i first started they were like do you have a nickname or something so that when we paid you on the pa like we know which matt we're Mm -hmm. talking about or shit i'm like yeah i mean people call me maze like you just say maze like well, you missed e- an opportunity there. So you're like, yeah, Darth Matthew. E- yeah. So, so even, even at work, people call me Maze. Like, so either Maze, Maz Bags, Matt Hazlett. Like the pe- the amount of people that actually call me. Ma- like, even my mom calls me Matthew. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like I was just about to ask what your parents they call you Matthew. Yeah, or my dad just calls me Guy. And then yeah, that's my dad calls me Buddy or Bubba, right? <laughs> and then my mom calls me Michael because my dad's Mike also, right? And my my girl calls me Baby. You know what I mean? Like she, she won't, to the point she won't where, be like, "Hey, Matt, come here." She's like, "Baby, come in here." Yeah, you know what I mean. So, like, the amount of times I actually hear somebody call me Matt is like n- almost never. While we're on the subject of names, real quick, yeah, I have you guys been getting weird chick friend requests? I get like, them. Every, I get them every because I got again. one from Brianna ninety nine. Uh, oh, you're getting the porn bots. Yeah, I got. I went through a run of them. Yeah, and then I got a girl three one three six one nine. And then my favorite, P.S. underscore girl underscore 9175501, says there's she a really surprise you. in About Me. Yeah. And, and then if you go to her profile, to the About Me section, it's, uh oh, oh it's moderated now. Never mind. Oh. They found the, bu- they're actually pretty good about finding these. Well, it's actually a golden scheme, though, because. It was it, like, it, hey, come check out my naked body on the cam. Yeah. yeah. There, but it's a good scam because there's like a 20% chance that. They're going to uh, get a 12-year-old who has access to his parents' credit card. Uh, right. Um, yeah, there was like a, a going thread in the Podcast Beyond Facebook group of people just posting their screenshots of who was the latest bot. Oh, God. Podcast Beyond is still a thing, huh? Uh, well, I've never listened to it. I'm just in the Facebook group because it's basically <laughs> a video game Facebook group, yeah. and I love video sure. games. Um, Do they all but, talk about how much they love Greg Miller? 
They don't actually. That's, uh, that's good. Well, let's not podcast about other podcasts. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Um, In fact, let me get a alcohol. Yeah, I got one pee. alcohol, please. I got a pee because I'm going to talk about Devil May Cry. You know, my Shh. spoilers. Alright, let's move it, groove it, nice. Alright, you're up, Mike. Uh, what else did I play? Oh, okay, obviously, not obviously, but I have played more Assassin's Creed. Continues to be awesome. Mm. Uh, moving through the story, and, but doing, dude, I can't, it's a game where I can't pull myself away from doing side stuff. I just keep doing more and more side stuff. That's alright, man. It'll just be that game that you'll finish like three months from now. And, <laughs> right. You know I mean? Yeah, and it'll be like they're constantly in the side or whatever. And, but, and, well, and by the time you finish it, you'll be just like done with it, you know? He was like trying to get in the trash because I think the lid's The up. lid's I don't up. think yeah. he can get in there. Okay. He got his nose up to it. That's all I'm worried about. I'll check. Okay. I'll keep vamping while we're going. Um, yeah, it'll totally be like... Yeah, it's it, just... It's like you'll take two weeks off, go back to it, Take two more weeks off. Go or even if it. I just play like once a week and play like, you know, because yeah. I'm already like, I think, 45 hours in or whatever. And it's just insane. Like, it will keep me going and whatever. Right now, I have the uh, I have a Minotaur helmet. So I have a big bull head on and it's pretty cool. Minotaur. The Minotaur. And then I also, this is just random, but obviously as a, Maz, you'll know about this. When you play a lot on PC, you just have a fucking shit ton of games in your Steam. Um, and oh, from, from humble bundles and and just shit. everything, or just like, oh, I heard about that, and it's on sale for five dollars, and I bought it, or no, whatever. dude, it's worse than that. It'll be like, oh, Left for Dead Two is supposed to be great. It's on sale for seventy cents. Well, fuck, I guess I'll buy it. And then the shit like that, like oh, Portal Two. I played Portal One. I like that. Everybody raised right. Portal Two. Oh, what? It's a dollar thirty. Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so and then, but I have pretty limited space on my because I'm just playing on my laptop and it doesn't have it because I bought it several years ago now, and so it doesn't have a huge hard drive. So I only have like a few things installed at once, and then some like PUBG is really big, and then uh, Vermintide I've installed, and that's a pretty big game. Yeah, but randomly a leftover from Spooky Times, I had Five Nights at Freddy's, mm. Five Nights at Freddy's installed. The first, yeah. the first one? No, Sister Location. Yeah, I've I, I've mm. only played the first one. Um, I haven't played any of them ever. Me and either. I was like, oh. people well, talk me, about these t- games. Tell me about this, because the first one is like a... I, and I think the first four of them are like the same uh, thing. I, uh, I can't tell you much about it, because I played it for like 20 minutes, and I uninstalled it. There you I go. I thought it was really so, fucking stupid. So is it... So the first one, which is the only one I've played, mm-hmm. it's... Um, there's like four different cameras you switch between, and and then there's like a a control room which is like where you're at that you switch between and you look you pull up all the cameras and it shows you like where the different characters are at so you like keep an eye on them or whatever yeah and then if they get close to your room you can like shut the shutters on your room yeah or or whatever th- but then there's also like a uh if you like see the wolf guy or something then he'll he'll like he'll see you too and then he'll like beeline it to you or something and you gotta i'm guessing conceptually this is gonna was gonna kind of develop into that this particular one has like two control rooms and you have to go through a duct to get to between them oh that's way more advanced the the, the one i played is literally just like you're one like room. Flipping, flipping between cameras yeah that you look at. and so then like i got to a point where like it's like training you to work at the whatever place that's what that's what the first one is. And uh, so it was like I got through like the first two days of training and, and then like 
obviously shit starts going wrong because everything they're like robotic animals basically or robotic, many of those whatever. games did they make there's like seven yeah of them. dude there's a bunch there's a fuck ton isn't because there? Um, it's such a simple thing all the dude had to do is make different art for each one and just flip out yeah and these were like really big on mobile right isn't that kind of where it blew up that's yeah. why i played it i was on my this phone. was on, i played this on pc um and i i think i got it as part of the hallow i bought the halloween bundle way back um, it's totally a made-for-phone game. Like, yeah, obviously. and like, so, so I got through this, and it was like doing the training, is doing the thing where like this one has a you have to zap them to get them to activate, but then like sometimes they don't come out, or you can hear them like malfunctioning or whatever. And then at one point you're going into like a maintenance tunnel, and then they're like trying to get in, so you have to like try to hold this door closed, but then they keep like yanking it open, and they're like, and then it jump scares you. Yeah, and then it's, it, uh, the game ends with a jump scare, and then you die. And that, well, this one sends sent me into like a side scrolling game, like a side scrolling platformer. And then when I died there, it game overed me. That sounds fucking terrible. Uh, yeah, it sucked. And then I was just like, oh, this is really dumb. Because the the first one's actually because it's a it's a perfect mobile game. You can pull it up and play it for three minutes, and then be done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's literally just tapping the screen to alternate between cameras. Yeah, and, and, that, and that's I, what I, the game is. I, so yeah. I was like, oh, let me see what the hubbub is about. And I had already had it, and I had it like I had had it installed from because when Halloween was around, I was like, I want to play some scary games. And that was the one I chose. And uh, here are all the Five Nights at Freddy's games. Okay, one, two, three, and four. Sister Location, which is the one you have. Uh, then there is Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria Simulator. Okay. And there's a spinoff FNAF World that came out in 2016. Ultimate Custom Night, and that is all. So there were. Five main games mm-hmm. and uh, five five nights. It's crazy. It is. It's kind of like the Fortnite of like click your screen phone games. You know, like uh, there's a bunch of phone games. Well, but I mean, like merchant, like kid wise, like kids, all kids know Five Nights at Freddy's and like wear Five Nights at Freddy's T-shirts and like they sell their shirts, the merch everywhere, and it's like huge. Like Five Nights at Freddy's is like a like a common commodity. Like uh, for children, yeah. Well, even know. to the point where like the bear is like a, a mascot kind. Of, like he's like in all the pick, like the pin art and whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I just like, and I probably like, I didn't really give it a, a total shake, but I was just like, well, if this is, if I'm already annoyed off Jump Street and like mm-hmm. the comedy was like the humor was bad, and I was like, oh, this is just gonna be Five Nights at Freddy's are games made for people that don't play like traditional video games see and that's kind of what i was like thinking because i was like these are like most like i've mostly heard about this from mobile and like you said it's like made for that and so i just i was like i want to try it and i was like i know this is going to be just basically like a jump scare slash creepy robot face game essentially but i was like maybe there'll just be some fun like puzzly shit that i'll do or like the kind of like time management you know what i mean like those games are it's like the resident evil of facebook games right so i was so i i tried it and mm -hmm, Yeah, none. Yeah, it's, I'll probably never play another one of those. It's not super Hooray. engaging. Yeah. Okay, I think we're uh, out of games to talk about. So cool. That'll end the show. Oh, no wait. big releases. <laughs> Nothing important has come out. Nothing at all, extra right? epic. I feel, not Kirby's extra epic yarn. I feel like it's my birthday, like and right before everybody's about to start singing to you. <laughs>
Matt Hazlett. <laughs> Go right ahead. Take us through. You're at Chi Chi's and then you called over the waiters and oh. well, I had so many birthdays at Chi Chi's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too, dude. Yeah. So it's like it's just that it's that weird moment like where you have a birthday party and you've all been hanging out for an hour or so. Uh, but then they yeah. bring the cake out and then everybody's uh, looking at you. Happy, yeah. happy, happy birthday to you, to you, to you, Ole. That was the Chi Chi's birthday song. Yes, I, I'm a devil may cry maniac. You're a cry guy. And it, it actually, it's probably not even crazy. I'm not like even super hardcore because there's people that are way more hardcore than me about that shit. I'm not even that great at devil may cry, mm-hmm. honestly. I just like it a lot and really respect it. <clears throat> and I don't know, Devil May Cry 3 is my favorite game ever. Mm-hmm. Um, did you like DMC? I thought it was okay. Okay. I liked playing through it. I thought in you okay, the story in the regular Devil May Cry games is anime garbage. Um, mm-hmm. but the story in DMC was like anonymous masked Virgil with a fedora and they're fighting the evil soda corporation kind of shit where it's like, man, okay. You know, you know like they, if this makes the anime stuff look like fucking a, like an oscar winning movie like this is shit is just so internet meme lame you know and and you know the the combat just wasn't as deep okay yeah it it was like uh it was more accessible which is cool because it could get more people into that kind of game but it also in you know for people that are super into devil may cry it's like just there's not enough enough depth there when they take like a, such an intricate deep combat system like devil may cry and then like distill it down to like anybody can learn it well no, shit. enough about like, that old boy let's uh, get to this new boy <laughs> it's really fucking good it's uh you know an evolution on a formula it felt it felt like being back at home where it was like devil may cry 4 i th- I like a lot, but it, it coming from Devil May Cry three to Devil May Cry four was like, oh man, I just I wish this was a lot more like Devil May Cry three. Like the combat is way deeper and super cool, but um, there's just something missing here. And this game really, it's it's like a continuation of Devil May Cry three, but with the combat elements of Devil May Cry four um, pulled into it. Um, this is actually, we're watching a, a video of it right now. And, and so I'll talk about what's in this video. Um, there's a, there's a new character V mm-hmm. and he's not like anything else that's ever been in the series. So he doesn't fight himself. He has familiars. He has familiars that he uses to fight. So then, um, so there's a panther and, uh, a bird and the bird is like your gun like your square attack and the panther is your sword your triangle attack but you kind of position him around the battlefield while you use the familiars to attack and do combos and shit and and then he can so the your familiars cannot kill enemies they get them into a down state kind of thing and then you have to like teleport over to them and finish them off yourself as v so you'll be busting combos out with the familiars and kind of focusing on enemies until you'll see a little red circle go around them. And then 
once that happens, you can teleport over to him and finish them off. Um, and then he also, his devil trigger is he summons this like golem beast called nightmare. You can like ride him around and you can upgrade attacks and shit, but, um, basically he wreaks havoc and you're the bird and the, and the panther both have their own like move sets and stuff. So like you're dialing in combos with the square button, like, you know, back forward square, bat, hold back, hit back, hold square, release square kind of shit with the bird. And then with the um, panther, you're hitting, you know, like triangle, triangle, pause, triangle, 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 or like triangle, pause, triangle, 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 or like back and triangle is a launcher up into the air that if you hold triangle, he does like the spin. So it's like, um, you know, just like the the combat depth you would expect, but it's different because it's not as precise since it's not the character you you can't control their movements at all Mm -hmm. um you're just kind of giving them combo commands while you position him yeah and uh it's really cool and i my first thoughts playing it the first couple missions i played as him was like wow this is fucking rad and then the more i got in the game i started to be like i'm only like halfway through it um but I started, I've, I've been starting to like not enjoy his shit so much, but mm. I'm not sure if that's just because I don't have all of his skills unlocked yet. And, uh, also I don't know exactly how to play him well. Um, because it's, because it is so much different than Dante and Nero combat wise. We're like playing them is like, they've added systems to those characters but it feels like I'm right at home when I'm playing them and then just mm-hmm. adding stuff on top. Whereas playing V is like a whole new different, um, combat scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like pull up like the, I don't know, like an IGN review of it or yeah. something. So you can just see some footage. Um, but you know, they added, so for Nero, he has his devil breakers, which he's missing his left arm. So he has, um, you know, there's, uh, gosh, I probably have like 15 different ones already. So he has different arms that will, whichever arm you have equipped determines what the circle button does. And they can, they have a very wide range of, of, of abilities of what they do that completely transforms the gameplay mm-hmm. for each one. But then the catch is you can't just cycle between the arms. They're like pickups in the world. And the only way to, leave an arm to go to the next one you can hold like four at a time the only way to go to your next arm is to either destroy it intentionally um or and you could do that by hitting l1 to blow it up or if you hold the circle button it has like an ultimate attack version that it uses and that will deplete it and then you'll be able to cycle to your next one so you can't just switch between the arms you have to um consume it somehow you know what whether that be if you're in the middle of using it and you get hit it'll break or if you use the special attack on it it breaks or you can blow it up if say there's a bunch of enemies around you and you're getting owned and you want to just like knock everybody back you can also break it so that's the only, the only way to switch to the next devil breaker in your inventory is to expend the one you're currently using right and um so they vary it to like there's a rocket that you can jump on and ride around in the air and shit. There's one that is like an arm that like pushes out energy, but um, you know, like the special attack of it would be like if you hold it, it like shoots out a beam that you can aim. Uh 
there's one that is like a like a punching rocket that'll like go onto whatever enemy you aim it at and then but if you hold it it does a different attack there's ones that are like mobility based that'll like um propel you in different directions there's the Mega Man Buster one, which is like, you know, you shoot Mega Man bullets. And then if you have that one equipped, he also jumps like Mega Man, like with his arms out and one leg up. Oh, okay. You know? <laughs> uh, so do you play certain levels as different characters or do you have complete control over what you character pl- you play? You, both. So um, there's certain levels that are only for certain characters. Mm-hmm. And then some levels, it'll be like you could choose V or Nero or certain levels like you could choose between any of them or Mm. you don't get dante until like mission 10 or so or 11 or something um so you know it's like you start as nero for a couple missions and then you play v for a couple missions and then you can choose between nero or v for a couple different missions and then you get dante and um yeah so certain missions are just certain characters but there's a few missions that you can choose different characters and the way the mission plays out will be a little different depending on which character you choose for it but it and, and so I just unlocked Dante today and um did two missions with him and it's you know cuz I would say the combat in Devil May Cry 4 is the deepest character action combat that's ever been done and this is an evolution on that so it's just like so many possibilities like I don't know, you could put thousands of hours into this and still not be as good as like, you know, some people that have been playing Dove May Cry three and four for the past 10 years. Like there's just, um, the the shit people can pull off. And the fact, the way that it's designed, you know, is all caters to the way that people have been playing these games for so long. Uh, it, it, it's kind of a hard game to speak about for me, honestly, because, uh, like there's certain shit that I take would take for granted about it that might seem di- like other people might have trouble with. Like I was reading people talking about um, they didn't like that there's not a button for dodge, but then to me that's just second. It's kind of like how tank controls in old survival horror games is like, oh yeah, that's just fine. Mm. It's like to dodge, you know, like basically your jump is dodge because there's invisibility frames on like the first three frames of the upward motion on a jump. But then if you're holding lock on and you hit jump and then left or right, you're, you'll roll. Do a yeah, combat roll. Right. And so people are like, why do I have to hold three different buttons to dodge? But to me, it's like if you've been playing these games for a long time, you're kind of already holding R1 a lot while you're fighting. So you kind of are. It's just muscle memory to know that you're going to be hitting X and left. It's, it kind of controls the same way as like Breath of the Wild dodging kind of, you know. Okay. Like you're locked on and then you're yeah. like hitting a direction. There's a different controls, like contextual dodge. Yeah, but and, but it's always been like that. So for, for to me, it just seems like completely second nature. Like, mm-hmm. But I, could, I, I definitely could understand why um, if you're new to it, it might seem weird. But it's definitely... The entire game seems weird. I mean, it's definitely like they've carved out their own niche. Like, it's this and Bayonetta, right? You know? That's um, this, Bayonetta, um, Ninja Gaiden um, Black, mm-hmm. and um, maybe Ninja Gaiden 2, um, and like Metal Gear... Um, Revengeance. Revengeance. 
is the same kind of it's, it's like we've had this conversation before where it's like yeah yeah it's a character action game and like so are the old god of wars but it's like now nah, like the dove may cry bayonetta metal gear rising shit is like its own subgenre of that where it's like and the best way i honestly find to describe it is like is since they're constantly rating you and giving you points based on how cool you're doing what i like to think of it is is like it's like tony hawk's pro skater but for like but fighting for monsters fighting monsters yeah exactly like you're trying to pull off the sickest shit you can and the systems that they give you and the depth with which is there is so great that like it is actually inspiring like just just to to outline it best i can like for dante for instance so on the d-pad he has up left down and right will cycle between his different styles each one of those styles makes the circle button have a different function mm-hmm. and that could be forward and circle back and circle when you're in the air pressing circle all of those would be different things depending on which d-pad button you hit and you're switching between all those on the fly and then you also are switching between four different guns and four different weapons at the same time too so ridiculous and, is a dance sequence <laughs> and each one of those weapons you switch between also has different circle buttons for each one of those and then at the same time even like like so the like the um the gauntlets and stuff like as you're fighting with the gauntlets if you hold back in triangle it switches the mode from being punches to being kicks and then you have a complete so like even that one weapon holding back in triangle switches it to a completely different move set so like there's i don't know thousands of variations of like move sets you can use just mm-hmm. as just as dante you know and then on top of that um so you can jump off of enemies when you're in the air, which cancels out. Like if you're in the air and you use your circle button move, you can only use it once. But if you jump off an enemy, it resets it. So then there's this whole layer to it of jump canceling where you're resetting um, different move availabilities by jumping off of enemies and jumping around. So when you see people doing high-level play stuff, they just do incredible things that are like if you know what you're watching, it's kind of like a fighting game where like yeah. you could see somebody pull off something nuts. And if you don't know what you're watching, it's just like, Oh, a fighting game. Okay. But if you're watching something like this and you see somebody that really masters this combat, you're like, Holy fuck. How the hell? Like, mm-hmm. I've, I mean, I've, I've played thousands of hours of this shit and I can never do that. You know what I mean? Like it's just, um, there's such a level of depth and learning to it. I, I saw somebody the other day was talking about, it reminds them of like um, improvising on a musical instrument the way it is. And I totally, as somebody that plays multiple instruments, like I totally get that vibe from it too. And always have. And I think that's probably why I gravitate towards this series so much is because the way the combat works is totally just, it's like a free for all improv of like techniques and like um, flowing things together in different ways and being Mm -hmm. it's like you're being creative with what you're doing while you're doing it because it's like a combat sandbox where you have so many options and the margin of error is also like or the like the timing is also so small that like it's the same way as when you're trying to improv and you'll be like all right i'm gonna play this sweet lick and then you fuck it up you're like ah if i would have nailed that i've been sick and uh, it's the same way in this game where like you'll you'll be trying to do something and just not pulling it off and you'll be like, oh, that would have been rad if I pulled it off, you know. But then like as hours go by and you're doing it, 
you find your, you will start to pull off these crazy things that it just makes you feel really good mm-hmm. to be able to to do all this nuts stuff because it's like a, a dexterity issue at that point, you know, like having your brain work as fast as your fingers have to move ahead of time to uh because you know it's not just set patterns like you're on the fly like weaving these systems together yourself in a very precise manner that is is really satisfying and as a result it makes the skills feeling really high on it so there's there's always something to strive for you know even if you play a ton of these games you're still you know you could still be better yeah uh which is the appeal so you'll see like and honestly, there are legitimate complaints about um, the like the level design, art direction kind of thing, where like a lot of it is samey and stuff. But is there any stuff that you don't like about this game so far? Well, th- well, that's what I'm kind of talking about. Oh, okay. Um, it, so like a lot of the levels are kind of samey looking and stuff, but to me, as as somebody that likes these games, the way the levels are is mostly irrelevant because like the flow of these games is like you walk down a path and then barriers show up and you have to defeat enemies Mm -hmm. and then the barriers blow up and then you like walk down a path some more and then more barriers show up and you have to defeat and you know it's just combat arena after combat arena um which is the point of it because the the combat mechanics and like learning the depth of it is the entire appeal of it but also if they could make the art direction like combined with the level design more compelling maybe even in a way like dmc was and i'm not even the biggest fan of that game but um they could really knock it out of the park if they made a more compelling um narrative for people that are just gonna play through it one time yeah you know kind of because like to me the first playthrough of a devil may cry game is like the tutorial right like you're you know, you're buying moves, you're getting your moves set up, you're learning the mechanics, you're getting into it. And so by the time you've beaten normal mode, it's like you're immediately jumping back into it um, on a harder difficulty where the enemies last longer so then you can combo them more and then also the stakes are higher Mm -hmm. and you're learning and getting better. Whereas like, but you know, tons of people are just going to play this game for the, you know, the 10 hour campaign or whatever and just move on to the next thing. And, and to people like that, I think that, um, y- you know, th- there is legitimate complaints about it being samey and the story not being good and shit. Mm-hmm. But but then to, to like big Devil May Cry fans, like it, exactly what we wanted is what is like, I guess the way I would put it is they've spent all their t- most of their time in development, obviously, focusing on making the combat as deep and intricate as possible. Mm -hmm. And like if, if you had to sacrifice that for the levels being more interesting, like that was the right choice. Exactly. And like they obviously could make the levels more interesting and stuff. Um, but that would be a way more expensive game to make. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't know if a reality exists where that's possible to have it obtain the same, complexity and depth that it has and also make it you know like a god of war caliber Mm -hmm. like uh intricate experience i don't think i don't think the money is there for that um so to me what what we actually what it actually is 
is, is absolutely perfect. Um, I, I'm only halfway through it so far, but it's easily, you know, one of the most, the most fun I've had with the game in a long time and something that I'm just like super stoked about, uh, about playing. Um, even little things like in Devil May Cry 4, I wasn't the biggest fan of Nero for a lot of it because, um, some of his coolest mechanics are super hardcore. Like he has, he, his sword has like a, a gear shift, like rev thing. And so you can like rev up his sword to make his attacks have more power. But the way you do it is, um, you're not gonna just walk around squeezing the left trigger to rev up his sword before every attack, because that's not fun. So it's like after each slash, there's a perfect timing there where you can hit the left trigger to rev it up and you'll instantly gain a gauge on it. So you'll kind of learn the timing on those. So as you're sla- as you're hitting triangle and combos with him, you'll be like triangle and then hitting the left trigger like in a rhythm with it uh, in a way that's f- fun to learn. But then they, uh, I feel like it was a lot harder to do in Devil May Cry 4 than it is in this one. And, um, and so my complaint in Devil May Cry 4 was always, since that mechanic was so hard, I never really got into it. And then Dante was so much more complex combat wise than Nero was that it felt kind of lopsided but since they added the devil breakers and into Nero it's like his own style system kind of because he doesn't switch between different styles like Dante does uh so in Devil May Cry 4 he felt a lot more plain to play as where in this he has all of his different um breakers that he switches between and it just gives him a lot more flavor and variety and gives you a lot more options uh, with the, like just the cool shit you can pull off where they're kind of bridging the gap between, you know, narrow being simpler than Dante mm-hmm. and, and now both of them are just like overflowing with like creative options and shit that you can think of and pull off. Like, you know, it's the kind of game where fans are going to be pulling off shit that the developers didn't even think of. Right. You know, like people are just going to be coming because it's like physics based shit, you know? Yeah. And people are going to get lost in the systems. Right. And, and it's like, um, you know, a lot of these pro DMC players have more dexterity than the people making the game, you know? So they will come up with ways to abuse it and jump cancel different ways. And, um, you know, most of the fun of high level Dove may cry play is, canceling out of different animations in different ways so they'll be learning exactly like down to frame specific you know when to cancel out of certain attacks and to go into other ones and and how how to make it flow better and stuff so you know as the next couple of years go on there's going to be some crazy ass combo videos from this game uh but as just a, a big fan that you know i'm not great at these games i'm pretty good at them but i'm not like high level play good at them mm. um but being like half to three quarters of the way through the campaign right now i just am completely enamored with it um which you know that uh, to be honest they would have had to fuck some shit up for me not to because i'm such a big fan but uh it's just it's all around just good fun and um you know b- besides minor gripes about things that don't personally bother me. Yeah. But I could definitely see why like somebody else would have problems. Is it just stuff. like enemy and like environment design, like you're saying? I think or not enemy design, mostly but just environment Yeah, design. like you're running through a lot of ruined buildings and like demonic hellscapes and like that's what it is. Um, 
But enemy design wise, I think they've actually done a better job. Like the, the staple of the series was there was always like one or two enemies that were just fucking annoying to fight. Like mm-hmm. no matter how great the combat is, there was always a couple that are just like, oh God. But in this one so far, I haven't found much like that. Um, I feel like they've done an even better job on enemy design in this one. And obviously they, a lot of it is drawing from, um, you know, the past four games and or the past three games because everybody pretends Devil May Cry 2 didn't happen because it's a bad game. Is this as good as 2? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, to, to me, it, it feels like and the way the menus are and stuff and... Is two like universally kind of treated yes. as the redheaded it, stepchild? It's not even. A, it's just an all around terrible game. Yeah, not okay. even a bad. It's just it was made by a completely different. Like uh, it was made by a new development team in the PS2 era that had never made a game, and it was the sequel to My Cry. And sure, okay, yes, uh, it, it's just an all around train wreck of a boring, bland, shitty game. But whereas Democry One was great, but probably has aged pretty bad if you didn't don't have nostalgia for it. But Devil May Cry 3 is still, like, top tier. Like, that's definitely the best game in the series. Um, and I think I like 5 more than 4 so far. So, I, I don't... And 4 was pretty damn good, right? 4 is pretty good. But yeah. it also has... The, it, so, it ha- in 4, you, like, play as Nero and go through some shit. And then you switch to Dante. And you go backwards through all the same levels. So, it's like... Mm. Same thing where they hit time, budget kind of yeah. shit. You know, because they're they focus on developing that combat engine, which is why it's the deepest fighting engine in any character action game. But such an interesting subgenre of games because it, it it's really like is. almost incomprehensible at times. It's and it's it's hard to talk about because it is, you yeah. guys don't play it or whatever. So I always find myself I'm like, am I making any sense? It's really I Some. think I think the Tony <laughs> I, I think the Tony Hawk analogy is like the yeah, best no, that thing works. I can think where it's like you're just trying to pull off the sick score and uh you could totally pull off rad shit. But imagine if like that was even more complex where right. like like um you could do like secret hidden shit that the developers didn't intend in Tony mm. Hawk, you know, to like that also looked sick and wasn't just like, oh, there's a glitch for you if you inf- you could infinitely grind this rail for a million points, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's weird it's a weird amalgamation of like a Tony Hawk fighting game with like a creative improvisation. And it, it, there's really not anything like it. It's, yeah. Um and I think that's why I gravitate towards those kind of games so much. And people like stuff like Bayonetta and like, oh, it's better. And um, I just always felt like Devil May Cry is just its own special little thing that's mm-hmm. just like, and it's weird because from the outside, if you don't play it, it just looks like an anime garbage hack and slash whatever kind yeah. of thing. Like, tot- I totally get that. Yeah. But like, if once you wrap your mind around it and start doing it, you're just like, Oh fuck! This is like basically a single player, uh, you know, fighting game where like as you're like beating all the difficulty levels, you're like mastering it in a a way that doesn't exist. Like I would compare running through the campaign once to like beating arcade mode in Mortal Kombat or something. Like, yeah, you could play through the arcade mode in Mortal Kombat and you saw the ending. That's fine, but like 
you're, you're learning characters or anything. You're not right. Like, yeah, you're, you're, not, didn't, you're not learning. You didn't get to what makes Mortal Kombat special by doing that. Right. You're not. You're not learning how to react to different attacks and when to. You know, like the 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 little nuances of it that make you feel like a badass when you mm-hmm. do it. So it's it it is a. I'm a huge fan in it, and so I'm gloating or I'm glowing as I talk about it or whatever. And, mm-hmm. But yeah, it is It is also really hard to talk about. And I never hear anybody talk about it because, um, you know, I listen to a lot of games criticism and journalist stuff. I never hear anybody talk about it in a way that I find relatable ever. Yeah, well, it's, it's so specific. It's it's a very niche genre. So then whenever, Which is why it's good that you're into it for our sake. <laughs> right. Whenever I hear, um, you know, podcasts or even ones that I love and I think and I respect all the people's um, tastes and stuff and... Uh, uh, everybody's always like the only one i liked was dmc or like you know mm-hmm. like, i like dmc a lot i like because that's like the could, base level one because that's like the like y- you could you could just boot that up and play it and feel good about yourself whereas like the other ones like you're just kind of getting gonna get your ass handed to you or you'll be like i don't get it this is boring yeah because you're not like diving in you know it's um, far from the only game series that is like that, though. Sure, and, well, and it's it's totally understandable. I could totally understand why somebody does not want to invest the time to mm. um, f- find like the reason people love it, you know. Yeah. But I, it just the, the hardest thing about it, the, and the reason that I don't know how to talk about it so well is that I've never heard anybody talk about it well, because uh, I mean, I think it. I think you did fine. It's just um, it's. It's super like niche, so like it is. is. Yeah, like trying to like because there are definitely like hardcore ass games that are like, like dude, if you try to explain like some fucking tabletop games, like they get so inundated with like rules and shit, and like why it becomes special. It's like oh, it's clear when you're playing it and when you're the person enjoying it. Sure, but trying to explain it to other people is like well, the, the the problem that comes with talking about something like Devil May Cry is like. Well, how is it different than something like God of War? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, okay, so it's In like a million different ways, but like surface level, like surface level, it's the same th- yeah. thing. But I, I mean, it couldn't be more different if it tried, you know? Like, yeah, especially once you know what the fuck you're doing, because you could even pick up a controller and play it and think it's the same, right? Where like I've been playing Devil May Cry three for. I don't know, fucking fifteen years now, mm-hmm. and there's still things I could learn to do in that game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, pe- people just do sick shit, and it's uh, I don't know. It's it's. I feel like uh, Dev May Cry gets a bad rap as being like edgy, edge lord, fucking. Uh, maybe or, I don't. Or I feel like people think of it as the way they think of like Dynasty Warriors or something. Maybe. Or uh like, no, because I don't respect Dynasty Warriors at all. <laughs> I would say Devil May Cry looks cool, but there is no part of me that wants to play it. Same yeah. with Bayonetta. Like I think those games like. Obviously, they're doing something that like people really enjoy, but it to me it looks like oh that's time and effort and um for me the appeal's not there. But I think this new one looks really sweet. Yeah, like and I like the like monster designs and like I like a lot of the shit it has going. But it's just like that style of game is like oh that score chasing shit. Like I get that shit elsewhere. Sure, yeah. and it I, it just wouldn't be a thing. Where I thought, like, unless my like job, unless I had a job in video games, yeah, it, it totally. And then is. I would want to play, like, and get into it, and then I could see and appreciate it for you know what it is. Yeah, it's definitely score chasing is like the main draw. Like, 
you want to do as sweet as you can. Because, like, people will dog on that game and be like, oh, the story's crap. The fucking characters suck. Like, yo, I don't care. Like, yeah. I, I really, honestly, I've played Dead Man Cry 3 a million times. I would, like, stumble yeah. trying to explain to you the story of that game. And it's, like, and it's like a paragraph long of a story anyway. Yeah, because that's not even what it's like, about. I really don't give any fucks about it. Right. It's, like, Dante's twin brother. There's, like, they're summoning demons or something. I don't fucking care. <laughs> don't, don't give a fuck. Like, people try to, like, uh... You know, mutual friends of ours will try to dog on them. They cry, be like, "Well, you looked at anime trash." Like, bro, honestly. Or if I diss the story in a game somebody likes, they'd be like, "Well, you like fucking Dove May Cry story?" Like, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, that's it's my it's my favorite game of all time. I think the story fucking sucks. It's, yeah, it's fucking lame. I think the music in the games fucking sucks. Dumb butt rock, fucking <laughs> chuggy bullshit. bunch of bunch of fucking anime fucking emo looking dudes with big swords. <laughs> You know, yeah, but it's so much fun. I fucking love it. You know, mm, right? <laughs> I won't stick up for any of the cringy shit about it. Yeah, but, but I think that makes it endearing in a way of like the way that like trauma films are endearing. You know? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely not like shit like it. Like there was a there was a small uh, point in time on PS2 where they tried making other games like Devil May Cry, like um, but they were too serious. Chaos Legion. Yeah, yeah Chaos yeah. Legion. I remember Chaos Legion. Yeah. And it was a dude with like red hair and shit. Like there were, there was definitely a time where they, they tried to latch onto the success of Devil May Cry on PS2. Um, yeah, and it's and th- the whole legacy of Devil May Cry is super interesting because Devil May Cry One was Resident Evil Four originally. Oh, when it was interesting. First, first being made, I didn't know. That. And the origin of it was, do you remember Onimusha? Mm-hmm. So, um, Onimusha came out right before Devil May Cry. Um, and Dev May Cry, the idea for it, they were developing Resident Evil 4, and, um, you know, they're both Capcom games, and there was a glitch in the playtesting for Onimusha where you could keep uppercutting an enemy with the sword, and it was juggling them in the air. Mm-hmm. And they liked it so much that they were like, why don't we try to make this a core gameplay component of this new Resident Evil game? And then, you know, it morphed into Dev May Cry. But... So, so Resident Evil 4 became Devil May Cry based on a glitch from Onimusha, and that's what spawned the entire stylish action genre. <laughs> that's pretty sweet. <laughs> was a glitch in Onimusha. You know, even so far, like, so his original, Dante's original name was Tony Redgrave. That was supposed to be the anti- the protagonist for Resident Evil 4. Okay. And so they, and they've actually incorporated that into the canon so like okay when don when dante's mom got killed and stuff he went into hiding and adopted the name tony redgrave as an alias kind of shit where mm-hmm. it's like so like even like its roots as a resident evil 4 originally is like ingrained in the lore of that series you know yeah i'm glad that this came out and it was a good one too because it has been so long since the last one that wasn't dmc oh, oh and even just one more thing i don't mean to cut you off no um, go ahead about it it's so that's why it also you remember when i was talking about people complaining about how you have to hold r1 and and Mm -hmm, to dodge the r1 um it made sense when devil may cry one came out because it it was in that grouping of those capcom horror games when -hmm. it came out and all those games you hold r1 to draw your pistol Mm-hmm. And then you hit square button to fire it. You you just played through remake. Mm-hmm. You know you hold R one to draw your weapon and aim, and and then you hit square button. That's exactly how Devil May Cry one functioned. Is that you hold R one to draw your pistol, right? And then you and so and that's continued on through the series complete. So that's why it still is the way it is this day, mm-hmm. where R one is lock on, and then that's the way you lock on to attack is through R one because it was originally a Resident Evil game. 
Interesting. It's just a so yeah, it's a weird, cool little weird little tidbits yeah. on, on on how these things evolve. It's cool history, and that kind of spawned an entire offshoot of a subgenre of a subgenre of games in a weird way. It's, mm. um, yeah, it's, you know, it's yeah. uh, and I, I think part of that history aspect is uh, why I got into it in the first place because I was a big Resident Evil fan. You know, yeah, yeah, for sure. Capcom shared lineage. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah. I'm glad it came out, and I'm glad it's good because it's been a long fucking time. Who knows when the next one will come up? But Capcom, eleven years. Capcom doing it, uh, doing it big for two twenty nineteen. Yeah, they remade yeah. Resident Evil two really good. They put out a true sequel to Devil May Cry three and four. Yeah, you know. Well, and then we I mentioned it also like when we were texting like last year Monster Hunter was received really really well mm-hmm. like it wasn't at all our game like our type of game but like and I think they're still like supporting they, that with updated and, content and shit and they put out those two Mega Man Legacy collections that are are like super deep and have like all those weird like um, lost rare artworks and shit and like galleries of like concept art from like Robot Masters and shit like Capcom it seems to be a uh, They've really zoned in on who their core fan base is, I feel like. Yeah. Well And they've they've tapped into that instead of trying to chase the uh the the trends to to suck in people that don't give a fuck about these games. Yeah, that that's good because it was getting hairy there for a while because they did um kind of whiff big time with, with Street, Street Fighter. Fighter. Yeah. And then the last Marvel vs. Capcom wasn't that hot. And then Dead Rising kind of died on the vine. And it wasn't looking good. And we were just talking about fucking Ace Attorney, even though that's just a port. But it, se- it seems like shit, they focused that. all of their energy and resources into Resident Evil, Monster Hunter, and Dove May Cry. And yeah. That was probably the right call for them. Yeah. Uh, because those are all series that, no matter what, are always going to have a devoted fucking hardcore following. So you're always going to do a couple million based on that alone, and then if the game is good, word of mouth is going to carry it more. So, yeah. I think uh, Dead May Cry Five on Steam right now is like it might have even surpassed it. It was the second highest concurrent users on Steam. They've since. had a busy uh, 2019 because they also put out um, that Onimusha port, even though that's supposed to be crap. And then um, when did didn't Okami just like come to Switch? Oh yeah, that was Okami recently. came to Switch. Oh, that was last August. Did Capcom put out Okami, or was yeah. that because it was Clover Studios published published by, by Capcom, Capcom yeah. developed by Clover? Yeah, because uh, Okami was Clover Studios is what became Platinum Games. Okay, it was um, that's um, Hideki Kamiya's mm-hmm. uh, thing. You know, he was the the director of Resident Evil Two, and he did the first Devil May Cry game. And I think he he also worked on Devil May Cry three, but um, Itsuno was like the combat director on that. Who made he made Devil May Cry five as well and and four I think too. He's been the mastermind behind that combat engine because you know Devil May Cry one was not even the same kind of like there wasn't no depth complexity really to. I mean at the time it was, but it went so far beyond that. That's why that game's hard to go back to. Well, all right. There we have it. Uh, those are the games we've been playing. There's not much in the way of news, so I'm just going to sprinkle through these uh, bad boys real quick. i got to pee real quick. I'll pee on you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
pee pee poop in a butt. Okay, so for this week's news, I just got a couple quick tinkers. Mikey. Yeah. I just called you Mikey. You like that? Oh, yeah. Sure. I responded to it pretty quickly. <laughs> nice. Uh, will you hand me my, uh, my beer by you? Yes, sir. Mm, it's little, been ordered up. Little beer action. Thanks, Tom. Uh, number one, Crackdown 2 is now on backwards compatibility and free. So if you wanted to complete your crap trilogy of Crackdown games, Crapdown. you can do it. And I've done it. Moving on. Uh, there's been big time Activision layoffs. Moving on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> big shocker. The Division 2 comes out March 15th and will have a 90 gig patch. On day one, which okay. replaces Wait. the entire game file. Are you fucking serious? It will be the entire install size for the game, but yes. Oh, After you install the disc on PS4, it, you will have to download a 90 gig patch, and it's about a 50 gig patch on Xbox for some reason. Did you see also, um, starting March 15th, there won't be any third-party reselling of keys or on Steam or anything. It's exclusive to Ubisoft, Uplay or the Epic Game Store. That isn't a big surprise at this point. Yeah. <laughs> the Epic Game Store is the thing. It's just kind of for you PC it's folk. It's kind of funny because, uh, you know, the um, it drives the price up on it. Whereas, like, the CD's keys price for it, as soon as they announced that, it went up, like, almost doubled. Mm-hmm. Because a lot, you know, when PC games come out, you can get a pre-order key from for like a Steam key usually for like between thirty and forty dollars for like sixty dollars games. Like if, mm. you, if you buy it the week it comes out, yeah. Um, but not not when it's Epic Games exclusive. It's uh, there you go. It's uh, competition makes prices better, right? Can not this time. Well, but there's not the competition because. They're only on those stores. There is no competition. Be- right. Yeah. It's just replaced one thing with the other. Third-party sellers can't sell the keys anymore. So thanks, Epic. I, You keep coming back to this. It's not Epic's fault. It's not. It is. They're fucking... It isn't. It is. It isn't. It's Epic and the developers. They're offering choose- them a better deal. The guys are taking the deal. The Steam could easily Bleh. just offer them that much also, but Bleh. they won't. Ugh. It's not Epic's fault for any of this. I don't like it. You cannot like it. That is fair. I don't, you I, cannot like it. I, I like it. probably wouldn't like it also. But it's Epic's not doing anything wrong by securing all these games. Mm. They're really not. They're. I mean, it's good. For, it's good for them. Bad for the consumer. It's good for them, and it's good for the companies making the games. Bad for anybody that doesn't want to pay sixty dollars for the game, though. Well, yeah. I'm I'm not denying the and it, and it take, I can it, see it, how it, this is annoying. It takes a, it takes a game from being yeah I might pick that up to oh not for thirty dollars more than I could have got it. I get why it's a bad thing for you, but it's not a bad thing for them to do what they're doing. That's true, uh, but uh, that's all I'm saying. I only care if it's a bad thing for me. Fair enough. Es- especially, I mean, if we're talking smaller developers, sure. But if we're talking Ubisoft games, get fucked. Ubisoft. The good news is that the Division 2 looks like poop. <laughs> so you shouldn't the good, want to buy it. The good news is I shouldn't want to buy it because I bought the Division 1 on launch day and uh, played it for two weeks and then realized I was playing a game I didn't like just because I had bought it on launch day. Yeah, you and Farkas love that game for two weeks. 
it's it's very fun for two weeks. I agree. I well, I don't agree because I didn't play it. But well, I didn't play it for two weeks. I played it for one day, and I didn't play it online. It seems fine. And you know what? To be fair, I heard that they made that game a ton better with updates and shit. But I was so long gone. That yeah, it's not my cup of tea. And I guess I now if I wanted to get in, I'd have to buy the DLCs. And is this like one's coming out? Is this like human dudes that have like? Bullet Sponge Men, yeah. Yeah, I will never get behind. Yeah, it's too much. Well, I mean, it's the same as like fucking like a strategy, like you're playing like XCOM or something, you take a bunch of bullets and shit. Guess what? In XCOM, you're fighting aliens, not just dudes with a hat on. What? Well, well, the agent guys seem like dudes. Well, they seem like dudes, but they're not dudes. They're aliens. Yeah, I guess you're right. I don't know. What I'm saying is... I mean, you fight dudes in like Borderlands that can take a thousand bullets to the face, like... Yeah, but it's weird when it's every enemy. And also in Borderlands, I'm shooting guns out of a gun at other guys' fucking heads. And like, it's cartoony. Yeah. This is the, it's the realism versus... What I'm talking about is a very man. semantic small point that bothers me. I and mean, it's totally I, just semantics. It's like, it's I, like, mean, I mean, you're not wrong, but if you take that aspect of the game away, there isn't a game anymore also. No, I understand. That's what I'm that's saying. What, it's I don't just need in this. conflict with the style of the game. Because like even the... Like, there's way to like uncharted, you know, those dudes survive shots that would kill any person all, all the, time. the time. All the time. But if it was like four times the amount of the unrealistic shit that uncharted puts out, then it would be the division. So it's just like takes it so much further and it's just weird. Also, it's weird that these human people technically speaking in uncharted if you sh- headshot someone and they don't have a thing on their head, they will die. Well, in, but technically, there, but there's tons of games with enemies that you can hit a million times and they don't die. I know it's just weird that they went for a realistic war style. And a, I will say, most of them aren't just normal dudes. And b, I usually don't play those games. So you are correct. You know what? In the defense of the division, I do think those games are pretty cool. But also, I'm not even saying they're bad. But I'm also, saying that like it's not, I wouldn't have played them me. even if they were fucking Martians that it made sense why they were doing what they were doing. Sure. Yeah. If, if you, if you change them into being monsters or whatever, I it, still wouldn't play it. Right. Because that's destiny, but it's still its own type of game. Well, it's destiny. If it was a cover shooter. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm, I'm third, obviously purposely destiny. oversimplifying it. It's, it's, it's uncharted and gears of war mixed with like, it's a game where you get together with, with people and, and shoot like, dudes a bunch and then they die and you loot grind. Well, it's, it, yeah, it's got that MMO thing of like, you know, like it is, it's, it's a not, it's a, like a non-intensive MMO. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's like if you took an MMO and borderlands and destiny and uncharted and gears of war and, and, and like wrapped it all up and then made it take place in the real America. That's basically it. I think I we even had an episode after I played it on Games Pass what, that was called The Division is Stupid, but I like it. Yeah, it's pretty, it's fun. I like yeah. it. I, I saw I, I a, it, uh, it is stupid. It. I saw a clip show from The Division 2 beta of a guy just going around closing car doors and saying that the most important aspect of The Division is still in this game. There we go. My biggest problem with The Division is the problem I have with a lot of games, especially now that games as a service is becoming a thing is like, I just don't have the time to keep up with it where like, so the coolest thing supposedly about the first division was like the, the dark zone. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Where you could go and like, you're trying to get loot and, uh, but other players can gank your loot kind of shit. I never 
I never got good enough or more into it enough to even go do any of that. Sorry. We also have an episode that was called A Corn Research Bender based on something you said, Matt, and I just couldn't contain myself real quick. Uh, oh, I don't even remember that. <laughs> you said, I went on a corn research <laughs> bender the other day. Uh, I guess I guess when you have 158 episodes, they all kind of blur together. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I we mean, everyone has their ones. corn research bender episode. Yeah. But, wait, what was I saying before you said that? <laughs> Sorry. God, I completely what? lost my train of thought. Why does it matter? That's the only thing we need is corn research benders. You were talking about The Division 2, a Ubisoft product. <laughs> I actually don't. Why don't I remember what you were just talking about? I was listening. Yeah, I just, I completely lost. I, I, well, I, had, I had more to say let's about what I was Let's title this episode, thanks too. a fucking lot, Brian, for corn research. <laughs> <laughs> You're coming undone. Okay, uh, uh, let's move forward. Um, finally, sorry for ramrodding you. Um, God, ramrod. The uh, discless, the discless. That's a hard thing to say. The discless Xbox One S is on the horizon, potentially right before E3. Um, rumors that it will be uh, sub two hundo. Um, I actually do you got, think this could be a hundred or a hundred fifty? I think a hundred fifty would be smart, but I see. Actually, I see, I see two hundred with a pack in, because the the Minecraft is the cheapest bundle of the S right now. Mm-hmm. I got that for two hundred in in Black Friday times. Yeah, and it's two fifty MSRP. And all the other bundles what that have current games and shit are like uh. 300 for the xbox one s mm-hmm. so i could see 150 minecraft edition 200 current game edition kind of thing but uh my so so my thing about it is yeah this could be good value to people who are still playing on 360s and ps3s and shit but to, what made or i guess if people just want game pass and don't have a i i, I would lump it into people that um, have been waiting and just like if once it hits a fuck it why not price yeah because cause for me the only reason I bought an Xbox One S if it either didn't have Game Pass or didn't have a 4K Blu-ray player either one of those would be a deal breaker to where I wouldn't even buy the fucking thing um, to, the, if, to, to the point where uh, just to tie it in I, I actually started playing a, I didn't talk about this game because um, I'm going to play it on PC but I've started playing Observer on Game Pass. Observer? Oh, Observer. Observer. Yeah. And Those I are both know. games, though. It's, yeah. the, it's that... Um, I, I see the face. It's like a Blade Runner-esque horror game made by the Layers of Fear people. Okay. And uh, it actually has Rucker Hauer as the main character, the voice actor. <laughs> yeah, and I've it, heard stories. Yeah. And it actually seems pretty interesting, and I like the vibe of it. But playing it on the Xbox One S... It runs at like 15 frames a second. Mm. It's like poopy butts. Not only does it run at like 15 frames a second, it has a draw distance of like four feet. So like anything more than four feet from your character is just like smeary blurry. And I just like... The old old Vaseline lens. And look, I'm pickier than most people about resolution and frame rate and shit. But even when I'm playing on my Xbox One S... uh, I'm I learned to get past those things because sure I'm playing games past games whatever don't care um but that game was so bad where I was like yeah I just cannot even this is not I cannot play it guess it, what it, though if 
if that shit's under $150... It probably won't be under $150. I imagine $150 is the low point, $200 is the high point. It probably won't be. And that's what I'm saying is without a disk drive access or a 4K Blu-ray player or... Fuck, I don't know, man. Like, the Xbox One base system runs games like poopy dog shit butts. Um, and that that's why I say if people are still playing on 360s and PS3s, if that would make them jump in, that makes total sense. But to anybody that is already, like, into sh- the shit, you know what I mean? Like, they're not buying that fucking thing. Mm, I don't know. You if know. it's, like, the cost of a fucking Apple TV, dude, this is, like, a second... How much consoles? Apple so TV is like a hundred bucks, though. It's right? like one hundred fifty bucks. One hundred fifty fucking for a four K one, yeah. Jesus Christ. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's hard for me, me, I guess specifically because I'm a fucking uh, snobby ass motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, Mister PC. Yeah. Um, well, not not, I would not, not not even that. I mean, just just like uh, you know, even I bought Devil May Cry Five on the PS4. Mm-hmm. It, even though I'm sure the PC version is better. But, but you played all those games on PlayStation. I played them all on PlayStation, and I have a PlayStation upstairs and one downstairs. So, of mm-hmm. course, I want to play my favorite game on both my TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm going to be I'm gonna be playing the shit out of it. If so. this is 150 bucks, it's a steal. And if it's 200 bucks, then I imagine it'll have some, like, certificate, like some voucher for Games Pass in it. You know? Sure, and, and if it has like three months of Xbox Live and three months of Games Pass and shit, and it's two hundred bucks, and, I'm like, and, and that you, sounds about right. You know what? Now that you're saying it like that, honestly, um, for like a hundred fifty bucks plus a little minor fee to be able to play See, like to be able to play Forza Horizon Four and like Halo and shit, that's that actually what, is not a bad deal, dude. That's what like for me, like to turn it into a. Um, you uh, a games pass machine. You brought, yeah, like, you, you brought games... me around on it. Just saying that. <laughs> just, I'm like well, logic well, and like, reasoning. Well, like, well, like to the average person, that's not me. Where I'm like, well, if I got play on my PC or my PS4 Pro or my other PS4, fucking my, you know what I mean? Like, like, well, if you just want to buy a game system to have games for cheap, play tons of games. Uh, it actually is probably pretty yeah and the rumor is it's going to be called the all digital edition, so it's very upfront with the like, hey. There's no disc yeah. drive here. Don't be fooled, idiot. Also, <laughs> you stupid idiot. I wonder dumbass mom. Also, but but if they right. if they do that though, I wonder if they're also going to have some kind of program in place where if people do buy disc games, they can like uh register them with Microsoft to get digital versions or how that would work exactly. I feel like maybe that's wishful thinking, but... Could be. Who but, knows? But also, Microsoft has been super consumer-friendly because they've had to be for the past couple of years, mm. um, reestablishing their brand after Don Matrick fucked everything up. Yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't say it's outside the realm of possibility. I would say it's unlikely. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, yeah, I, I doubt that'll happen. I doubt that part will happen. But I think the prospect of a cheap digital Xbox like well, coming you know, in late what? in the game is uh is cool. And what if it's what if they do the same thing like the Xbox One S was a minor spec bump from the standard Xbox One? What if this is a minor spec bump from the current Xbox One? That's S? possible too cuz yeah. uh the technology is always getting cheaper. Yeah. Especially to manufacture a fucking, at this point, um, what, 
a six-year-old um, APU yeah. architecture, you know. Because you, uh, you've heard the, the same thing with the Switch, um, you know, redesign rumors where it's like, oh, well, the screen's going to have to be better because it would be more expensive to keep to the same quality, cheaper, right. like garbagey mm-hmm. screen <laughs> right, on because, the next Because better screens are cheaper now. cheaper than those yeah. screens were right. three years ago yeah yeah totally that makes sense um well and and also honestly the value of games pass is like it's not underrated because people have been celebrating it but i think that the game pass really is a turning point oh for sure in the way that we consume video games yeah it is netflix all over again for video games. And, and in the best way, because PlayStation had been trying to do it for like three years now. Yeah. And it's just like, is, is, but first of all, because you're never going to get the hardcore audience to accept latency. Mm-hmm. And, or compression. Well, now you can download them. What? Oh, but only the PS4 games. Yeah. And, and, and PS Now's. It's a start. But, but PS Now's like, PS4 catalog is dope. Like garbage. Yeah, it's poop. Yeah. And, and even like, so they have The Last of Us and Uncharted 1, 2, and 3, but it's only the PS3 versions, not the PS4 versions. Yeah. Because I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. Right. They're trying to compete with Microsoft, who is launching first all their first-party titles. They aren't thinking. Not anywhere near. Like, yo. It, it, it's, 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 yeah, it's no contest in it's terms just, of it's, Yeah, I see people trying to defend the Sony thing um, on the internet or whatever, and it's like, not even anywhere close. Yeah. Cl- and, and, and people will accuse you of being a fanboy and shit. And like, yo, y- you guys know, I don't, I never fuck with Xbox. Like, right. Ha- like, I only, I literally only bought one so I could have a 4K Blu-ray player. It made financial sense to buy an Xbox instead. Speaking of which, Just Cause 4 just got put on fucking Games Pass. Yo, and um, the Arkham games. Yeah, the Arkham remasters. Wait, I mean, that don't mean shit to me because I'll play them on PC, but... There was something else that they added where I was like, "Oh, actually, I forget what it was though." Yeah, I did play Headlander. I did play a couple. Uh, the first hour of the 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 new Tomb Raider on there. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, because I was also playing the the. Uh, I'm on the last level of the Lost Legacy. Ah, I wanted to beat it before Devil May Cry Five, but it didn't happen. But I might just kind of power. Th- I only got like an hour left of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I thought it would be a fun little experiment to play through the Tomb Raider while I was playing through the Ladies Legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, Ladies Night, Ladies Night, <laughs> just to see. Man, that Tomb Raider game is not as good as those other ones. No, it isn't. I I only played the first oh, hour of it. Really? But yeah. but as I was God playing it, it, I, I every, mean, it's specifically as good, not as good as Rise. Every every little thing that happened, I'd be like, "Oh, this I this feels like if uh, God, it'd be like it's like the uh, you, you remember like." Double A, like PlayStation yeah. Two games. It's like that version of like a uh, uh, of the current Tomb Raider. It still series. has some shit going on, but yeah, it's, it's, Rise is the best game in that trilogy. It's cool, for sure. It's cool, but it feels like whereas Rise and um, and the original one, they incorporated the gameplay mechanics into the story and the vibe of it mm-hmm. in a way that flowed like how the Uncharted games are. Yeah. Whereas this one feels like the gaminess of it and the narrative um, story beats mm. or just like world building of it feels separate. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. like if it feels like, Oh, I play a game here. Whereas like Rise of the Tomb Raider and the one in the original reboot, mm-hmm. 
felt like a complete package that was cohesive where this feels like, oh, there's gamey stuff, but then there's cutscenes. Yeah. You know, just like it feels uh, stitched together in a way that the other ones did not. Yeah, it's missing. I guess I polish. don't feel as bad, though, that I completely, for no reason at the time, abandoned that Tomb Raider game. I, I, I won't say it's bad, though. I, 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 liked, yeah. I liked what I played. But it felt like it felt like the Shasta Cola version of mm, <laughs> it, it is it is her face even looks weird and especially because I was playing the Lost Legacy because I had the Xbox upstairs uh-huh. and I was playing Lost Lost Legacy on my PlayStation Pro downstairs so I would like play a little Lost Legacy and then I go up to go to bed and I like play a little bit of the Tomb Raider guy and uh, just like the contrast between Uncharted Lost Legacy and the new Tomb Raider is like probably pretty stark. Very, very like yeah. Arya Stark, like fucking crazy. All right, on that note, <laughs> on that note, we are done. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry for that. That, that felt gross as I said it, so yeah. I apologize. To I mean, I actually really liked it. Yeah. It was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, not gonna lie. All right, uh, but we are uh, Labo made VR. Oh shit! Labo made VR, yeah, cardboard that, VR. Oh yeah, it did made VR. We're all peeking like hell on these mics, though. Yeah, it's it's okay. sorry, I was shouting a little bit. Okay, uh, elephant mask for your small child. The elephant mask, bro. Labo goes way beyond VR. It does. There's simply no time to talk about it. Oh my god! Because it's it will take over everything. Oh yeah, Labo god. VR. How did I forget? I mean, how do you hold <laughs> well, that? You how hold did you that, not forget? You hold how that you forget? swan's asshole up to your face. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fucking saw, cardboard uh, swan. I saw and a you tweet. were holding its asshole up to your face. I saw a tweet. It was this guy. He just, he's like, hey, Dale, you got to come see this duck's ass. Dale, this duck's ass. <laughs> they, it's they, really funny. They have you build two cardboard twin towers so you can never forget. Yeah. Uh, that blaster thing. Everything's like four feet long, too. What are they thinking? Yo, what were they thinking after they made the first two Labos and people were like, oh. Like, imagine holding your Switch up to your face. No. Now. And then just imagine adding like two pounds of cardboard to it. Dude, I barely play my <laughs> Switch as is, and I, I like it. Right. Like, I think it's yeah. good, but I, I play it like once a week, maybe. But, yo, what if you held it up to your face? <laughs> and, and, with, and, with and, like, and it made me look like an elephant? With like two pounds of cardboard. Okay, let's. You, first off, before you hold it up to your face, what if you spent hours. <laughs> <laughs> hours construct building an ikea type cardboard construction oh hours God. of your day this is real um so not even probably in one sitting no. if you spent several sittings building a swan's genitals and then you shove those genitals onto your face with the, the switch attached to it it's it is a living nightmare bro and you know what <laughs> you know what else so i've done phone vr uh, like a few like you like three years ago when it was still new when we started this podcast yeah with the google cardboard and it was low frame rate um it made me super fucking sick and i've played a lot of oculus since then um and some of uh, so i know what will and will not make me sick basically mm-hmm. basically but when i'm playing oculus games they're all running at at least 90 frames a second which is you know the threshold there yeah um but those early phone games that I played, some of those were not running anywhere close to that frame rate. And uh, when a VR game is running like sub, like ninety sub sixty frames a second, 
as soon as you turn your head, you get motion sickness. And so I, when I think of the Switch running VR games, I think of, oh, no, I need to take this off. Is, it's going to be it's gonna be worse than Google Cardboard because the of the hardware you have on the Switch. I mean, like... Exactly. Or, or as, it, as it, good it, as... It'll be as good as Google, Google Cardboard was like two years ago. Right. Yeah, it'll be as good as Google Cardboard could possibly be if they, like, you know, optimized stuff for the Switch and made it everything, like, well, it, low resolution, and it, yeah, it's going it, to be bad. It's only going to be these these first-party labo. There's not going to be third-party companies releasing VR games on Yeah, Switch. it's going to be the Duck's Asshole, the Elephant, the, the ra- Shooty Bang. The race car fishing game. And, and then a cameraman. Yeah, and... uh and you're going to play it for 14 seconds and then burn everything. Dude, and honestly, because cause I have a fucking... Fill up the dumpster out back. I have an Oculus, which is great, and I love it, but I don't play it a ton because you got to strap a thing to your head and fucking yep. go... You know, That's I mean, why I got rid of PSVR. Right. Yeah, and I totally get that, too, because I play my Oculus maybe once a month. But when I yeah. do play it, I really like it. Yeah. Um, it's just if if I was up for hard up for money, I'd definitely sell the fuck out of that thing. But I don't care about the amount of money I would get for. Don't care. But I was even hard up for it. money. I was just looking at the other games I was going to buy and was like, oh, I could just use this to pay for those instead. Yeah, there you go. So, but but <laughs> the idea of like, you know, if I well, basically what I'm saying is I have the top tier VR experience right now. Mm-hmm. And I only use that like once a month, and it's, yeah. it's great. And I like it, but imagine how rarely I would be compelled to strap a fucking switch to my face. Well, first and, you'd have, you first well, you'd have to do some work, but, but yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to work to strap that switch to your face and have a shitty VR. But but even then, I'm not even the market for it. The market for it is people that like don't know anything about any of that, and their their first impression of it is be like. Oh, cool! Plus, and, and that's great, it. That's it. That's the great end, thing about Google story. Cardboard: it was five dollars or free. This is eighty dollars. Eighty dollars to do an arts and craft duck asshole switch VR game. This thing is gonna bomb, dude. Well, because the labos bombed. Yeah, that's my impression. And the the labos seem way cooler than the vr lab but bombing when the cost of your materials is cardboard is almost of no consequence sure but they're also spending r&d money making the fucking shit they could be taking like some like poop ass project like what's the elephant game gonna be grab apples off trees or some shit what could that possibly be yeah, you like scoop water with the nose and shoot it. They probably something. took like ten failed games and were like, "These are our labo projects for the next two years. We don't have to do anything with them; just th- throw them in the fire." Dude, there's there's this weird. Do you have the sw- do you have Switch Online? Do you pay for the no, online? No, why show? would I? No, me neither. And they don't compel me to like just so the labo and their online and stuff. There's so much like dumb shit Nintendo like. Be like, yo, if they just put me in charge of that motherfucker, there'd be like three things I would change, and everybody'd be like, oh, Nintendo's fucking back. Well, who knows? Maybe s- in a few months we'll see. So easy. We'll see Xbox Live on it. It'd be like, yo, so I was really in a Tetris effect, and then Abby downloaded Tetris 99. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Tetris 99 yeah, yeah. on the Switch. And I, she, I'm like, she was playing the Switch. I'm like, oh, what are you playing? She's like, oh, I just downloaded Tetris 99. And I'm like, oh, is it cool? And she's like, 
oh, I don't know. I realized that you had to have the online for it, and then I deleted it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's why I didn't download that. She's like, I'm not going to pay them $20 to play fucking Tetris. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. Free Tetris. Oh, but you have to pay $20. No, thanks. Yep. Oh, 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 but you get to play Mario 1. Yeah. I poop on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, but they're going to add Super Nintendo games. Like, yo, bro, there's like... Then I'm then I'm gonna pay them when they do. Maybe <laughs> there's a ton of free ways to play those. Plus, I have a SNES Classic. Plus, yeah. like, and I don't play that. So I still have my Super Nintendo. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's uh, end this business. Until next time. You make me dance. Oh, you make me dance. No one can stop me now. I. Okay. <laughs>